tell me how you love it You know you're at the top and all the heavens right above it We own, it's young money If you ain't running with it right Alright, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. All right, keeping it moving. So enough basketball talk. Let's go ahead and transition into a little bit of NFL stories that came across my radar um, over the weekend and this morning. Uh, first off, um, we've got another I don't know all the details of this, but I know that there's some reports out there saying that we possibly have another NFL investigation, another potential gambling scandal between some players. Um, I'm pretty sure more details are coming out. Have you heard anything about this, uh, Jonas, in regards to any details on this end? Um, because, again, as you before you chime in, you know, we, we're Calvin Ridley's going to be back this season, okay, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, correct? That's where he's at, Jacksonville. Correct. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Okay. It's we, be really right, nice for Trevor Lawrence. Right. And so we've had a few Detroit Lion players suspended a few games. Uh, there's some Commander players that's been suspended a few games. Um, and let me just clarify this: like the NFL players are allowed to bet on other sports, okay, but they cannot do it from NFL facility properties, training facilities, the locker room, the airplane, the plane. They can't do that. They have to go ahead and even if they're betting on college football or that. I mean to be honest with you, I hate to be sound like that, but you know, the NFL really should just have a non-gambling policy at all. And and a guy that basically talks a lot about sports gambling or whatever for me to say that that's also my kind of hat on this and knowing that look you you got to find a way to eliminate these temptations and problems as much as possible and don't think and i want the public to know don't think that these conversations when they made a decision to get in bed with DraftKings, to other sports books fan to all this kind of stuff casinos mgm all these books and everything that the nfl has licensed to promote endorse and spend money with don't think that these conversations didn't take place about like okay we're going to do this then how are we going to handle when we have 20 to 30 guys in the first six months get busted for gamble whatever these talks are been happening before this so even though these reports come out and say hey there's possibly another betting scandal in the nfl trust me man the powers of be they already anticipated this before they decided to jump all the way in bed but with that said what are you hearing about this particular latest incident well it comes from espn's david purdom um and really it's just they're prepared they're bracing the media and and nfl fans for a potential second wave nobody's come out to be to have have said you know we got guilty people over here but it's just as they're doing their backtracking and stuff from the last season from the last year there these things are coming into light so it's more about a, a forecast if you will chance of rain this weekend we have a 50 percent chance right now that more players in the nfl coaches even um as it, this is like really the first season i feel like you know that we've really had um the gambling policies take you know come to the forefront um there, there's going to be more. Well, look, people. where there's, there's smoke, there's yeah. fire. Look for them for this to make to CBS Sports and USA Today 
um, for for this to make, I think it was SI actually. Um, there's smoke, there's fire, man. They they just they don't want to you know because again the NFL is in a tough spot, man. I mean they're taking money from sports books, they're taking money from casinos in Vegas. They have a team in Las Vegas. They've got to they they've got to tread water with this. They they they're in a they they because they can't just come out swinging, you know, just two fists and they're just punching people. Oh, gambling! They brought this on. It ain't like back in the day, Jimmy the Greek. Okay. You like the Raiders today, Jimmy? Yeah, I like them. Matter of fact, I think the game might be exciting. It might even just come down to a field goal. They used to talk in code. That was way before I even knew what sports. But I remember watching the NFL today as a little kid. Jimmy the Greek. They used to not even want to. Keep in mind, there was a time that NFL didn't even want to acknowledge fantasy football. Now you go to NFL games and you get fantasy football stats at the stadium. You get updates. So it just shows you how time has changed, but they've got to they've got to navigate through this very lightly because they can't come out to be so negative about it because then whether it's right or wrong, apples or oranges, it still comes across as being hypocritical. What do you got? Obviously, the NFL is king, as you know, again mentioned a lot here. But why are we seeing this these headlines come out regarding the NFL and not so much baseball, not basketball? Uh, who also have betting partners. You know, the fantasy is not as big in those other sports. Um, again, the other leagues aren't as, you know, top of mind as the NFL for everybody. But why is this an NFL issue with players and not so much NBA and baseball that we're seeing? Well, first of all, I will tell you, uh, first of all, NFL for the passive buyers, number one, is the most popular, one of the most popular sports to bet on. For the past, the fan and the passive buyer. Now, when you talk about true gamblers, everyday gamblers, professional sports bettors, uh, baseball, baseball is that one sport that always gets NFL guys, basketball guys to bet on baseball. Can't tell you the reason why that is. It just is like that. Um, for to kind of answer your question, to try to answer your question, I would say first off, in my opinion, when we talk about baseball, the reason why you don't hear it so much, base baseball didn't had they had a huge, they've had two huge betting scandals in their sports history, the White Sox scandal back in the day, um, and again the the scandal or really the cloud, uh, you know, floating over their all time hits king, and Pete Rose. So it's been plastered in clubhouses. Gambling's not allowed. Period. So I think the reason why, because there's more of a, per se, threat and death sentence to Major League Baseball players in betting than there is football. I think football players are naturally guys from fantasy football to betters. They bet. They're betters. I mean, that's just my opinion. But I think NFL, and not only that, Jonas, you got to think, too, it's a numbers game. You got 52 to 60 between a, a roster and then practice squad guys. You got a lot of people on an NFL organization. When you're talking basketball, you got like 15 guys. Baseball, how many baseball players you got on a team in a clubhouse? 25-man roster. Okay. You're doubling that football. So right there, it's just a numbers game. But I think baseball, for sure, it's it's been the death sentence in baseball. It's kind of enriched and great. It don't matter. It don't mean that they're never going to have their problems now that it's everywhere. But I just think this is something that I think a lot of people – are kind of alarmed by, but also, again, I told you all this when we talked about the last one that hit the screen. I told you, I said, to me, 
just because these are being reported as scandals, I think really what this comes down to is they've got guys that are being busted logging on because you can track guys' devices. You can track who logs on their facility. They've already set up the, the, the information. They've set up the technology to do that. They're busting guys that are placing bets on, at team facilities, not necessarily on football, okay, unless they're betting the XFL or they're betting the USFL, they're betting on probably baseball and basketball, and they're doing it from devices from team facilities. I think 70%, 80%, I would guess, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 70 to 80% of these cases are exactly what that is. But when the head, what clicks and what has radio guy talking about it, when it says, hey, another betting scandal in the national football, because you think, oh, is this guy, bet? did he bet last year? The kicker from the Dallas Cowboys, is that why he missed three or four extra field goals against the Tampa Bay Bucks? No, nah, he just was trash. But that's the thing. that So I would say proceed with caution when you basically hear those clippings. Also, sticking NFL-wise, I'm so tempted. I know we had Jake on today. I'm so tempted to get Jonas to get somebody from the Indiana Star or a reporter that covers the Colts because I've got to give them an assignment. Like, this is Mission Impossible. And they can come back and report to us when they find out. But ask, I want somebody to ask Jim Ursay, what is his problem with the Indianapolis? I mean, not the Indianapolis Colts. What is his problem with Peyton Manning? Now, everybody knows my whole, I would say, criticism, my feeling, my perception of Jim Ursay, because I never really had one strong either way. But it really turned for the worse after the SI article throwing Peyton Manning and the first African-American coach to win a Super Bowl under the bus in Tony Dungy. And this was when he had the shiny new toy with Andrew Luck. Oh, you know, you can keep Star Wars numbers. I know Peyton had a lot of numbers, but we want championships. And Andrew Luck is going to bring us multiple championships. We don't need a rehash on how that turned out. But that was one shot fired. I'm like, damn, man, you not only poo-pooed on Peyton because he brought you the only one you got, you trust fund baby. Ungrateful trust fund baby. But Tony Dungy, you just crapped on him too. I'm sorry they played in the Tom Brady and Bill Belichick era. Like a Patrick Ewan, a Reggie Miller, a Carl Malone, a John Stockton, and a Barkley that played in the Jordan era, Mr. Ursay, trust fund baby. So about 10 years later... Over a decade later almost, here comes another blast out over the weekend. So, of course, we had the passing of Jim Brown on Friday. And the rest of the NFL community, they poured out about it. They gave his comments, the respects to Mr. Brown. And I think this is kind of how this stemmed from this whole conversation and why Ursay decided to tweet things out. Well, Ursay decided to tweet out his top NFL players of all time. And I think he even got specific with quarterbacks, but I think he said players. And on this list, he added John Elway. I think he added Barry Sanders, I think. He added some players, but the main thing, the reason why this became story, and I think the only reason why this ain't talked about today because we we got two teams facing 3-0, and we just had a beat down by 30 against a Boston Celtics team that is very stored franchise in the NBA, and it's Monday. This was like a weekend news dump, but it didn't go past my radar. But the thing is, he did not include Peyton Manning in this. Go ahead. Yeah, his tweet reads, On my list of top five greatest NFL players of all time in our 103-year history, I have top five as one, Jim Brown, two, Tom Brady, three, John Elway, 
four, Deacon Jones, and five, Reggie White. First of all, let me clearly let me let me let me say this first. There's no problem if that is a former teammate of Peyton Manning. It's no problem if that's somebody that writes for the Indiana Star, a newspaper, news reporter. No problem. But it's it's no problem if that's even from Bill Polian, a guy who drafted Peyton Manning that had to make a decision between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leave. You know Ryan Leave. Knock it off, that guy. But it's a lot different when it comes from the owner who scratched the checks and the owner who, I don't know, made tons of money, got a new stadium, and got the only ring that he's ever seen him or his daddy off of number 18, Peyton Manning. What the hell is your problem? And then first of all, you're going to name a guy. Like if I'm your dad, I'm going to haunt your ass at night. I'm coming back as a ghost and I'm going to slap your ass around so you think you really, you got a hold of some bad stuff you snorted or you just got a bad hangover, man. Because half the time this guy's on Twitter, I think he's loaded. You, listen, if I'm your daddy, I'm coming back to haunt your ass. Like, do you understand you got a guy on this list by the name of John Elway that would make a lot of lists? But do you understand he didn't even want to play for us? That he didn't want to play for me. We drafted him, Jim. And he turned us around and made us look like an ass and threatened to go play the Yankees. But you put him on this list, dumbass. I mean, come on. That's why I've got to get somebody in here from Indy. I've got to get somebody to ask. And maybe they know. Maybe this is one of those things, unless you live down there, you covered it. Maybe there's something I missed. I need to know what is his problem with Peyton Manning. Do you think that you could sit there and go poll Peter J. Holt and ask him, who's your top five NBA players at 10 all the time, and he leaves off 21? Let's just say that no five championships ever happened, and the only one that they got was the one that they got in 99 in the striking season with Dave and Tim. Do you understand Peter J. Holt is basically still going to have Tim and Dave, maybe mixed in with Mike, Jordan. He's going to make sure he puts in two of those guys. Whether you really believe that or not, whether that's, but I'm talking about when you're going on the record for something. That is like asking Jerry Jones, man. Hey, Jerry, can you go in and list your top five, not just NFL players, go in and list your top five running backs of all time? And he leading, you know, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, LaDainian Thomas, Adrian Peterson. And Adrian, there you go. And he's going to leave off Emmitt Smith. I don't care who you draft a quarterback. I don't care what talent you got on the roster. I'm speaking for the NFL. NBA is there, but I still think it goes in there because I've been telling you all about our own backyard. You can do all that. If you are not right up top or you don't have good ownership, you're not winning, man. You might as well get Adrian the side of the bed while you lay in ICU and tell you you can't win because you can't. I couldn't believe this. And then I had to put up with 24, 48 hours for somebody trying to spin it in my own house. Oh, ain't nobody covering Oh, who cares? Who cares? I'm like, you will defend anything. That I said, no, man. What you're going to do is realize you got an owner. Like, if this Anthony Richards thing don't work out, I ain't going to blame it on Richards. I'm like, you know what? He got drafted by the wrong damn team and the wrong owner. There's a reason why. That Jeff Saturday, there's a reason why the Colts got zero primetime games, man zero they're down there with the cardinals 
I mean, the, the, I don't care what Indy's record. Indy's the type of franchise that has built respectably from Bill Poley and Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. They should at least got one or two, zero. You know why? Because of that guy that did that tweet. And who, why do you have to do that? Like, like Jerry Jones, like people say a lot of stuff about Joe. Jerry's all, Jerry don't talk as much as this dude. There's no other owner that talks. Man, I'm starting to think the only owner that likes him is Jeff Lurie, the guys up in Philly, the ones he keep doing business with, the one he keeps hiring their coaches, trading with them. He's probably the only owner that talks to his ass. Look, man, I think the guy's passionate about the team he owns. I think that he really loves his fans and he tries to do what he can the best. But the guy keeps basically tripping over his own two feet. How in the hell are you going to have a – and not only that, here's the kicker. I, I broke down what I feel about the Elway thing. His dad should come just rolling around his grave. just come and slap the hell out of him. But then you're going to put Tom Brady. Then the guy that kept you, the reason why Peyton only got one ring and Tony Dungy only got – you're going to put him on there. And y'all the ones that they, they don't even like y'all. Y'all snitched on them about the inflate gate. They don't even like y'all. But this guy, I tell you, man, I tell you, something's in the drink. Something's in that day. I'm telling you, man, lay off that sugar booger. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 
And we've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Listen, Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great bowl and delicious taste that you already know and only much better. Shake things up with Zing Zang's uh, Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. Say that three times fast. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind. Of course, Zing Zang wants to remind you to Zing Zang responsibly. Oh, yeah. There's definitely these times of day when the summer, this time of year, I should say, when summer's coming up and people go on vacations, more time kids are out of school, more partying going on. Yeah, be careful out there. Um. Yeah, but that's my thoughts on the the the, the Ursay thing. That's just a very and I and I believe he knew what he was doing. To be honest with you, he knew exactly what he was doing, and that's just something you can't do as an owner. You can do it as a former teammate of his. Um, hell, you could even been Jeff Saturday, and he could have done that, but not the owner, man. And you put a guy on the list. Yeah, those everything you said about Elway is true, but you can't say that. I mean, that's an organ that he turned y'all down. Period. Doesn't make any sense. 877-37-GRIND. Also, Facebook Live didn't read this. Dwayne was checking in with us. I guess he was talking earlier when we were talking about the Celtics and the Heat. And Dwayne checked in and said, there's no way Boston is down 3-0 with the Doka. Um, I agree with you. Uh, To be honest with you, the way that the playoffs had played out, Golden State wasn't able to make it back. Milwaukee got taken care of by Miami. Philly couldn't get it done. Well, you know, Boston was able to let Philly, but the way everything played out, I would think Adoka, if you put Adoka with this team, first of all, they would have probably been the number one seed in the East, the way they started off. And I would think that this would have been the year that they definitely probably have a good chance to win the championship because they would have been motivated. They've been hungry. They would have been able to get there. Even if the Nuggets was facing them, you know, Nuggets first time at the finals, this is Boston coming back two years in a row. Yeah, they wanted Shawshank and Golden State, but they didn't show up. Denver did. Adoka would have won probably the chip. So whoever this executive is that their wife that allegedly had some mess arounds with Adoka and it takes two to tango. And it takes two to tango, which, by the way, her identity was already, for the most part, sealed. I mean, I know she surfaced here and there. You'd have to go look up, but it's never really been confirmed. But they kept her identity sealed. But they put Nia Long and everybody else on blast. But due to the fact that they had to get rid of Adoka, couldn't just suspend him for half a year. But you just had to get this guy the building. Cut the nose off to despite your face. And it's probably going to have them stuck on 17 for some years to come. And it's probably going to cost them one of their Supermax players. Which if it does, most likely it's going to be probably Jalen Brown. But yeah, that, that to me, that's just one of those situations to where... Um, I agree kind of with uh, Dwayne. There's, I know they wouldn't be down 3-0. They wouldn't be. I mean, because for one, they would be a way better be- defensive team than what they've even showed in the regular season, especially after the All-Star break and really what they're showing in this. Their defense was awful yesterday. I mean, everybody and their mom, they've yet to make any attempts I've seen to run Miami off the three-point line. And that's coaching, and that's part of a culture. And, and like I said, people culture, people got to understand culture is not a red carpet you just roll out to an organization. You know, it's used cliche a lot. Oh, culture. It's the culture, the culture here, the culture we have. You have to work on that. You have to create that day by day. 
Every day you're contributing to some culture that you're trying to create, whether it's in the workplace, in regular life, or whether it's in sports. And that's the difference where you can see night and day because this is pretty much the same roster as last year. And not only that, it's probably better because you added Brogdon, the sixth man of the year. You got Adoka didn't have him. And Williams was kind of banged up last year for Adoka. This is a team. And again, I don't want to pile on Masuna because he, he's a rookie coach. He's put He got put in a tough position. This is more about the ownership. This is about the upstairs that basically chose, hey, man, sorry you got a woman that's not faithful. Okay? Sorry you got, you know what they always say, you can't, you, you know, you can't turn a garden hole into a housewife. That's just reality. But that he just screwed the whole organization. And it's hindsight 2020 because, again, I'm not trying to defend Adoka what he did. Uh, the reality of it is, is that it could have been handled in-house on a more private manner. 877-37-GRIND. All right, keeping it going here, let's go back to the National Football League. Uh, Clowney says, hey, man, I wouldn't mind a, a return to the Texans. Of course not, Clowney. Why wouldn't you? You have a defensive-minded coach, a young, bright defensive-minded coach, D'Amico Ryans. You've got Anderson, basically one of the third overall pick um, out of Alabama. Okay, um, that's going to be uh, they're going to. I'm hearing everything that they're going to. He's going to play with hands in the dirt. He's going to be rushing. They're going to use him as out. So that's what I'm hearing. You know, with D'Amico Ryans. But of course, you want to return. The question is, would the Texans want you? I don't know. What do you think about that, Mr. Clark? I think so. Um, I, for everything, Clowney still brings value. Uh, he in the last couple seasons, he's shown uh, an ability to stay a bit a bit healthier uh, than the injuries that plagued early in his career. Um, and 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 he bring he's going to bring in some veteran leadership uh, to a, or an otherwise young locker room. And I'd have to go back and double check the years. Um, but I'd be curious to know if D'Amico was there in Houston around the time that Clowney was drafted. Uh, I know, I know D'Amico came out like 2007. He was pre Saban Alabama player. Um, so he was in, he was a Crimson Tide before, mm-hmm. you know, Saban's era, mm-hmm. but I'd be curious to know if he was, if there was any overlap to a point where they were maybe teammates. Um, again, that's something I'd have to, I'd yeah. have to fact check, but just swinging at the fastball here. I like it. Um, and and I think that it's a there's some times where you realize at some point things fell off uh, something fell off the rails and I really feel like for Clowney it wasn't so much contracts it wasn't money it was just injuries in Houston and so the opportunity to come back and kind of almost make good in a sense for a career of what could have been in Houston I, would I think it would to, be nice you know they say you can never have enough good. Uh you know, pass rushers, but I'd have to really study, which I haven't, uh, the D line of the Houston Texans in regards to their youth and how many guys they're bringing back from, you know, last year. Because the one thing you don't want to do, because Clowney is such a, you know, I won't say he's a polarizing figure, but he's a veteran. And then one thing you don't want to do is stunt the growth of young men in the NFL, whether they're def- upcoming defensive pass rushers, whether they're quarterbacks. Uh, you just don't want to stunt their growth. So, uh, you know, on paper, when you think of Clowney, added, oh, yeah, you put him. But I would have to really study their defensive line in regards to their youth and who's coming back after last year. Because even on the Lovey, dude, they played some damn good. They played pretty damn good defense for the last two years. But last year, they were very impressive. There's, I've been saying their secondary is going to be scary because uh, they're young. I like what they were doing last year, and they continue to build on. I think their secondary is going to be one of the top here, especially the way they played last year. But we'll see. Um, also, NFL-wise, um, 
Former ex-Jets running back Ty Johnson says the team told him to have a surgery he didn't want to have, and then they cut him like a week later after having the surgery. Now, from what I'm hearing, he had tore his uh, pectoral muscle during a workout situation in the offseason, talked to the team doctor. They looked and said, hey, man, you got to get that fixed. Go ahead and fix that. And then he went and didn't want to have the surgery. I don't know if he thought maybe he just wanted to see if he could play through it, if it would heal. Maybe he kind of knew this was going to be the outcome. And sure enough, they released him. So he went on Instagram and social media and let it be known that, hey, man, this is messed up. This is a surgery I didn't want to. They told me to have it, then they released him. And the only thing, and he said he's in some dark places. The only thing I would tell Ty is like, this is, you know, some guys really get baptized early. Like, this is a business. And this is a dirty, cruel business. I mean, here you are having an injury. And you're in, and to be honest with you, what it sounds like to me is that he was honest about it. Like, you know, some guys will try to hide an injury. You know, they'll try to heal on their own. Like, hope I can get this done before OTAs because I don't want to come out and you know, fail. But it sounds like he was open about it. Let them know. Like, oh, that's what happened. Yeah, man, I was working probably maybe, you know, pressing too hard, you know. Trying to, oh, man, that's all right, man. Just get it cleaned up. Are you sure? I'm thinking, nah, man, go ahead. We're going to cut his ass as soon as we hang up. And sure enough, that's, and it just hit this young brother like a bag of rocks across the head. Like, look, man, this is a dirty, dirty business. It's what have you done for me lately, especially when you got Aaron coming into town. Okay. So, tough breaks. Also, Big Ben. Mm. Big Ben, and I don't even know the details of what he said, but I know openly he admitted that he was hoping, at least to start off, that Kenny Pickett out of pit would struggle. And the first thing I thought of when I saw this was like, you got to really be like a narcissist or ego to out of this world or so self-centered. Use any of those to openly admit this at this point of, excuse me, of the situation. What exactly was his, what exactly was his words? Yeah. So on his new podcast, Footballing with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he had said, I'll be completely honest, I'll be super transparent here, and I'm going to get blasted. I probably shouldn't say this, but who cares at this point? I wouldn't say that I wanted Kenny to necessarily fail, but when someone comes to replace you, I still feel like I had it. I hope he doesn't come ball out, um, because then it's like, Ben who? He's worried about his legacy after two titles. Um what 15 17 years of absolute dominance uh in that division well first off this is what i'm going to tell you um and he you know, said this i mean he, he's he's told pickett he said early on i didn't want you to succeed because you followed me up i didn't want it to happen i think that's probably the selfishness of me and i feel bad for it well look well, I'm glad you put this disclaimer out there because now knowing that this was on his podcast, it sounds like you're, I mean, whatever type of deal or whoever he's dealing with, like you're really trying to get downloads and, and basically attention by saying something that you're hoping that's going to trend and people are going to want to go download. That's one little hustle that I'm smelling already. You know, all these cats think that they sitting here, Carmelo, I'll go ahead and renounce the day. Yeah, man, whatever, Melo. I hope the organization, I like Melo, but I hope the organization, they don't hear from you until like, September next year, like, oh, wait, I didn't know, man. Don't try to jack come in here on this sign, try to photobomb us. Anyway, 
look, man, Ben is trying to get some downloads, but to be honest with you, like, I'm going to get blasted for it. I know I shouldn't say this. I'm not a racist. It's not that I don't like gay people. It's like, like, I know I should, like, no, man, you know you shouldn't say it. And why, and even if, like, no, Ben, I mean, there's other, you're probably not the first quarterback that knew that he was going to get replaced or about to get replaced that you really wanted the team to be like, all right, man, he's that, move on. And first of all, Ben, you got to be very insecure, like Pickett. Uh, he is, he's got a long way to go before he makes people forget about Big Ben. Okay. I mean, I know Big Ben walked into a loaded situation in Pittsburgh uh, his first couple years but and, and, you know, won a couple Super Bowls, but he's got a way to go before people forget about Ben. Hell, there's people in Pittsburgh that's grown up generational still – uh, Steeler fans, dad worked in the steel mill, uh, dad's dad worked in the steel in the coal mines. They ain't forgot about Terry Bradshaw. This is all about being and downloads, man. These guys are running to these platforms and want these medias and these fluence. Like, man, they can do it. How much they gonna give me? I just roll out of bed, say something. Yeah, don't lose your integrity, though. Don't lose, don't expose what people might think. Do you think Brett is well done? You think Brett Favre wanted Aaron Rodgers to be successful at the beginning? And that situation really went down. Like, Ben and Pickett's thing wasn't even like, that wasn't even a situation. Like, everybody knew Ben was already pretty much done before they finally went ahead and addressed the quarterback situation. Now, if this was Mason Rudolph, like, well, I wish Mason Rudolph, which I don't understand Again, what is the factual wage? I'm waiting for Dante to tell me. What is it that they got so excited to love Mason Rudolph about? Part of me starting to feel like, man, we just feel bad for you for the clowny situation. Because <laughs> I know half America maybe blocked the fact that you were racist. But we, we just feel bad for you. We're going to keep you around. Other than that, what the hell do they keep signing Mason Rudolph for? But I can see if this has been like, you know, honestly, I wanted Mason Rudolph to not be successful. Mason was there with you. I mean, I don't. The band is. I don't know, man. Because well, he said something that was crazy, like a couple months ago. I can't forget what it was. But go ahead. Well, first off, I give him props for saying it to Pickett. This isn't him saying it behind his back. Pickett was his guest on this episode I of the don't podcast. Care. Um, second, I mean, there was a. You could see, and and, and he already knew, because uh, because the reason why we knew that Pickett and to the Steelers made a whole lot of sense was because uh, he went to Pittsburgh. That's fine. right. So so he's in the building every day. Uh, so it, it's almost like you know Pittsburgh's son is Pickett. The city's son is Pickett. This was this is a, a, conne- a connection like Wembenyama to San Antonio. This is supposed to be that Tomlin saw him passing out you know in the locker room every day. This was supposed to be one of those things. So when you want that so much, when the fan base wants that so much, especially the way that Big Ben did struggle down the you know over the last three ish seasons of his career. Like, Ben, no. First of all, I don't. I understand that he went to Pitt. And what Ben doesn't understand is that that whole draft in him was basically a do solid for the late Art Rooney, who had an opportunity to take the other kid from Pitt in 83 from Dan Marino. Still ain't got a damn thing to do with you, Ben. They, that whole pick, I even talked about it. It was about the redo for Dan Marino that Art Rooney Sr., rest his soul, didn't pick Dan out of Pitt. So come here 30-some years later, they got a chance to do right. It wasn't about Ben. It was about doing right by his father's wishes before he was on his deathbed. If we ever get another chance to draft somebody home, kid, do it. It's one of my biggest regrets. And, it, and he honored his dad. It wasn't about you, Ben. 
Man, and I like Ben, man. Ben, I always cut for Ben, but Ben has been, I mean, I stuck with him through the bathroom situation. I stuck with him through the uh, f flying the motorcycle through the windshield. Ben was a tough dude, man. Ben took some hits that would get guys suspended for six weeks now or the season. And some of them old Ravens and Titans duel when, when, when it was about going into the Coliseum and banging heads and don't worry about basically snot coming out. Just get, but Ben played in that. Got a lot of respect for Ben. I don't even damn if Pickett's mom was there, if Pickett was there, his his girlfriend was you don't you don't put that out for consumption. That that's too self so it wasn't even about you. Now you put other quarterbacks in other situations, people looking like, damn. Do he really want does he really does Garden Minshew really want Anthony Richardson to succeed? I don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers, if they said, hey man, we we gonna go ahead and you know, we're going to keep our man here, Zach, for a couple of years, see if he can learn under Aaron. Do you, now do we see, does Aaron, is Aaron really want to teach Zach Wilson? Or does he just want to talk to him like, hey, Zach, what's your thoughts on 9-11? Or does he really, does he care about stuff? Is that what, I mean, he's, Ben has now put a lot of the quarterbacks in question to be like, do you really, and, and we've already known most of them, probably it's hard when you're saying like, yeah, I'm going to teach the guy that's going to replace me. They want me out of here, and I'm going to be cordial to the guy that's basically taking food off my plate and rushing me out of this league that I've had a dream since I was a little boy growing up and playing. We get it, but you don't have to go on wax and put it on wax and say it. I'm telling you, man. You know? Also, what else we got here at NFL? I think that was pretty much the NFL. Like I said, OTAs are going to start this week for most teams. Um, also, what else we got here? Um... Well, I know you had the Trey yeah. Lance situation. He oh, worked yeah. out with you know, Patrick Mahomes, and we already saw yeah. that. Yeah, I think that was interesting because, uh, you know, I've heard surface that this has been brewing for the last couple weeks. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Trey Lance did some private workouts with Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes' quarterback coach. Well, this weekend, yesterday, the quarterback coach said, hey, Trey changed his footwork to, to his release. He needs some footwork help, but his release has made all the difference in the world. And supposedly Patrick just signed off on the Patrick's like, yeah, man, he looks great. You know, this is going to happen. I have some thoughts to that. Main thing is, like, that's information you probably don't want out right now, especially if you're Trey. Uh, you know, he's already got – evidently they've got to get him on the field to see if he's going to be able to beat out Brock. But that's, to me, that's a quarterback guru that's trying to do some free advertising. Like, hey, y'all want to come work? Let's see the product first, man. Let's see the product first. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to produce the show. All right, Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, the snooze button for you out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York.
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 